What's up, Hyperfast Agent Nation? On this episode of the show, we've got a return guest, second time on the podcast, an Instagram superstar, real estate agent, investor, and someone who's taught thousands of people through her courses and speeches on stage, how to market and do more with social media. Welcome back to the show, Tessa Bella Jelton. All right, welcome back to the show, Tessa Bella. How are you doing? Good. How are you? Thanks for having me on. Yeah, so uh, I think been like two years almost since we did our first interview, which was like on the beach. I was actually just talking about uh, Lab Code Agents uh, event. I was just talking about it this morning with someone else, so it's kind of ironic. Yeah, well, what? Uh, give us an update. What's been going on? Uh, obviously, lots changed in the world in the last two years, but what's been going on with you specifically? Yeah, very much so. I would say the last two years, it's been incredible to just see how, uh, you know, the market continues to evolve, how the future of real estate continues to evolve. And uh, I've been super fortunate to be positioned in kind of that that marketing side of real estate, which is always ever evolving, uh, especially with, you know, technology and all these other elements that come in. And it's just been really fun to continue to kind of pivot with that and see where it see where it can kind of direct us in different areas of growth and different opportunities. What, um, yeah, what what opportunities have you uh, started to branch off into? I know last time we talked, you know, you're obviously doing doing the real estate uh, sales business. You had some flips, I think, going on um what what else have you have you added to you know you're already pretty impressive uh, uh suite of businesses yeah so i would say since then um i mean one of my favorite things i've always been really heavy on that marketing side but it came from uh you know being an active investor team leader agent all of that stuff myself is you know as practicing exactly what i preach and being able to build out those different systems for other people uh, so I would say some of the awesome opportunities that came from that, I mean, was able to make some really strategic partnerships with many of the people on HGTV and Netflix and Bravo and some of these other people who are uh, working hard to to go on that avenue of the real estate, social media, marketing, exposure, that kind of thing. So um, through some of those partnerships, I've just continued to find solutions for agents who struggle to like find that consistency and know where to direct their time, effort, and energy on social media. Cause as you know, I mean, it can be, it can be a full-time job trying to manage your, your online channels and social media and content and all that stuff. So having the direction and the support and the help can, can make a huge difference when it comes to consistency and showing up and actually driving results. Yeah. What, what can agents do to, to, to both a get, more business from social media and, and branding and awareness, but but B, do it in a way so that they still have time to actually go out and meet with clients, sell homes and, and live a life. Cause it, it does take a lot if you don't do it the right way. It takes a lot of effort. Yeah, it really does. I would say uh, one of the big things that people can do, uh, agents can do on social media that I find many of us miss out on is I call it step two. So we hear all of this stuff. We see great content about, um, oh, you should post this kind of thing or do reels or put Instagram stories. But 
I think there's not nearly enough emphasis on step number two, which is actually giving them an opportunity to connect further with you. It's not just the call to action of, hey, call me if you want to buy or sell a house. It's rather, you know, DM me the word guide and I'll send you this free guide that expands on what I just shared here on my story or things like that, where we're creating more channels and more opportunities to actually capture leads. Uh, and a lot of times it, it deepens the relationship because you're going more than surface level on the value that you share. And it can be done really easy. I mean, so, so many people shoot for that 10K so they can have the so swipe up on Instagram. I find that regardless of the follower count that you've amassed, it's so effective to just have people DM you a specific word. Uh, and then as a result of that, you start conversating with them, you send them something, uh, you get on a call with them, book some kind of consultation. So that is a huge result that we've seen for some of the agents that we coach, that we work with, or that we help. Uh, and on the flip side of that, to maximize the time, I think it's really important to set aside times where you are strategic and intentional with the content that you're going to share. So I do it in a few different ways. Love to sit down and have a plan or overview for the month. Like, do we have a theme? Is there something that we're promoting specific, like an upcoming event or a specific topic or subject? And then from there, I typically break it down to every Sunday. I love to take a, some time on Sunday to really plan out content for two weeks. Uh, I always do running two weeks so that I have kind of a buffer because as we know, things can happen. You get busy, you get a couple extra deals in the pipeline. And next thing you know, you're staying really busy and it can be harder to stay consistent. Uh, and then having the right team in place, whether you outsource that and use like an agency uh, to, to make sure that you're effective in posting or doing it yourself or scheduling things, uh, just planning, planning and consistency will win the race 100% of the time. So you're one of the things I caught there that was interesting is <clears throat> focusing on getting people to message you rather than click on a link or go to the link in your bio or swipe up or mm -hmm. um and is, is that because you're you're kind of opening up engagement? It's almost like a, a conversation, a digital conversation is is started. And then, are there other benefits to that as well? Like, does does Instagram then uh, boost you, like you know, in your the algorithm or whatever? If, if they see more people are DMing you, or or you know, what what's your take on all of that? Yeah, that's exactly it. There are definitely multiple benefits. Algorithmically, now you're going to be shown in that person's, you know, feed and in their stuff more frequently. Uh, so that's always a huge benefit is now you have additional visibility. So even if they didn't convert initially off of that conversation, uh, the frequency of exposures and the, the amount of time that they're going to see your name, your branding, and more of that information has increased. But also, um, the thing with like a swipe up, right, is we can send them to a landing page or we can send them to our website. And if you have your stuff set up properly, you've likely got a Facebook pixel installed. You should, so you can capture that, all that stuff, do some retargeting. But outside of that, you don't have a very clear way to specifically track and see who is clicking on that link. So if I post a story and I just say, hey, swipe up and get a free copy of my home buyer's guide, it may, when I look at the analytics or the insights, I may see that I had, you know, 300 and something swipe ups and people clicked that link, 
I don't know who they are. And if they did not make it through the entire process and actually convert, put in their information, I have no real way to follow up with them unless it's in the form of retargeting because of a pixel and all that jazz. So that's one of the other benefits of uh, kind of going about it this way is now people are reaching out with high intent. They're not just the, the looky-loos just like you have at an open house, but this is somebody who has high intent to receive whatever it is that you have to offer. And then at that point, if you see that they haven't converted, you can you know, be strategic with a very custom follow-up process uh, that likely has a much higher chance of, of capturing that person long-term. Hey, hold that thought for a minute. Are you a real estate agent in the DMV area or thinking about becoming a real estate agent in the DMV area? Why not join the highest selling team in the DMV? The Kerry Scholl team is hiring more agents. We have the best training systems, the best culture, and the best environment to get you to the next level, whether that's starting out and getting to six figures or getting from six figures to 250 or to half a million or even beyond. Go to kerryschollcareers.com. Again, that's kerryschollcareers.com. What, uh, you mentioned Facebook pixel. That's actually been kind of in the news lately. And, and the, I think the effectiveness of that is, is, has changed or is being challenged in, in this kind of power play from Apple. Have, have you noticed any ability or, or, or difference in doing those custom audiences, retargeting audience, uh, uh, you know, retargeting audiences because of that, this kind of Apple flex, if you want to call it? <laughs> Yeah, I personally have always um, doubted the level of effectiveness of a Facebook pixel. It absolutely helps uh, with getting that frequency, but because you can't have like super detailed control over all of those different elements of it, I've never relied too heavily on it. Of course, I leverage pixels on everything that I do for the sake of, of capturing those eyeballs. Uh, but I like to go with kind of an approach of, of omnipresent, like multi-channel approach. So we're not only working on getting visibility again on Facebook and Instagram, but we're finding these people building out their profiles in our CRM and finding additional ways that we can get in front of them on other channels, whether that's Google, uh, I mean, YouTube and Google, it's like Snapchat even, it's sending them something, it's just finding additional ways to get those eyeballs and to get visibility on people. What, uh, what, what kind of changes have you seen in social media, both organic, paid, uh, you know, since, since you know, 2020 and and the pandemic and, and lockdowns and all of that and, and you know what kind what which of those changes do you think are probably permanent and which do you think might go back to to kind of the pre um pre-covid uh, days if you will <laughs> it, it really i i don't even know the direction of what is going to happen next there is so much conversation about where things are headed if they're going back to like you said kind of pre-covid ways or if it's going to continue to ever evolve I, I honestly believe that we're going to get, there's always going to be new opportunities and new ways to get in front of our audience, as long as you're willing to pivot and you pay attention to, I mean, it used to be such a, a hot topic, right, of Facebook groups and, and Facebook ads and all this kind of stuff, owning your uh, audience. And so if and when 
God forbid, sometimes people get their ad accounts shut down or they get something hacked or they get something taken down and then you've lost everything that you've worked hard to build up. So just, I would say just the importance of having, um, you know, owned audience and having them on multiple different platforms, multiple different channels. If you have that kind of uh, fluidity and you're able to like pivot quickly, I think that it should be very interesting what happens next or what's restricted. I imagine it to go not necessarily back to, to pre-COVID, but I think that we'll have better and more efficient, more effective ways to, to, to have that accomplished. What, uh, what big changes have you made in your business over the last year? Well, to be honest, a lot of, um, I mean, I, I was very lucky to not be too affected by uh, COVID, just being that our, I mean, digital marketing runs very heavily, obviously virtual. So a lot of the meetings and things that we would have were already run through Zoom and all of these different ways to have uh, pretty remote work. In addition to that, I found that, you know, our, our main clientele is real estate agents, brokers, home services, investors, uh, and a lot of people saw opportunity to double down on their business in that time, double down on their marketing, uh, make a pivot if they hadn't already to being more virtual, which is a big thing that we help people convert to. So if they had lots of in-house training or in-person events, uh, you know, one of the things that we specialize in is building online courses and building out really robust online curriculums and uh, platforms like that. So it was really cool to be able to have this skill set that we had already flushed out and used for ourselves and helped a lot of people with that came in handy to, you know, kind of come to the rescue for some businesses over, over the course of, you know, turbulent times that came with everything in 2020. So uh, for me, one of the biggest changes was just being able to really um, find new creative solutions, not only for coming up with ways to get people the same amount of reach, if not more uh, virtually, but also being very uh, solution driven with the way that people partner. Uh, I found that a lot of people were more open to strategic partnerships and strategic alliances, which I've always been a huge advocate for. So I took advantage of networking as much as I could virtually and really making sure that those strategic alliances were in place so that we could all leverage each other's audiences and boost as much as possible. Hey, hold that thought for a minute. Do you want to take your real estate business to the next level? If you do, there's no reason to go it alone. Learn from people who've been where you want to go. Carrie and I have sold billions of dollars in real estate. We've netted over seven figures for seven years in a row now. And we want to see if you would be a good fit to work for us. We don't work with a lot of people, but we want to give you a chance to get on a free strategy call to see if we can help you get your business to the next level. Go to hyperfastcoach.com and apply for your discovery session today. Again, that's hyperfastcoach.com. How, how does that, um, like for real estate agents, you know, just for example, how, what are some typical types of strategic partnerships that real estate agents listening to this should consider doing? Yeah, so when I think of strategic partnerships uh, for real estate agents, I think of three tiers. So um, that first tier is your people close to you. It's obviously, you know, the lender, title rep, those kind of people who you have close relationships with and who you build a lot of trust. You send referrals back and forth with. You likely split some, some marketing costs and things like that. But then my next layer and what I think of 
is what are some of the additional services that come in and around, uh, you know, purchasing a house, selling a house, renting. So you get some of your more obvious ones again with like interior design, moving company, staging, but also experiences, experiential kind of um, partners that can create different ways for you to connect and engage and deepen the relationship with your clients. So maybe that's like uh, in-house services. It could be cleaning or mobile massage. It could be stylists. It could be all this kind of stuff. And then my third tier is I think about my niche specifically as an agent or, um, you know, a group of people, a demographic of people that I want to get in front of. What are some of the things that they are doing or searching for or engaging with in and around times of moving. So uh, some of my most profitable strategic partnerships, I would say from the past had been wedding planners and like wedding photographers and all of the kind of people around that. Cause so many of them are working with, you know, young, excited couples who are right around that time or, or couples who are growing their family and all this kind of stuff, mixing households. So that was a really great way to connect. Uh, and we would leverage and partner with those kind of people a lot. We could highlight their skill sets by, let's say they were a party planner, like a wedding and event planner. We would have them plan our next uh, client appreciation event and they can show off all their stuff. They can bring in their vendors for floral and decor and all that. So we can make it a really awesome event where people are all getting to showcase their, you know, great work. But then also... Uh, you know, they bring some people to the mix, we bring some people to the mix. And now it's this really great environment of people who are all networking and can drive some major business out of it while highlighting both of your businesses. And I think that's a, a good example that you mentioned just from from my perspective, because you, you do see, you know, it is like a, a life milestone. And a lot of times when people get married, they're also going to buy a house and vice versa. So that's, I think that's, you know, Realtors and, and wedding planners are, are probably a good group to to kind of put together and, and partner with yeah, it works you know, out. each other. What um, what do you think is the biggest thing that most real estate agents struggle with when it comes just in general to social media? Ooh, for social media, I would say um, oh, the most one. I, I'm thinking of like 15 different things right now, but I would say probably. Uh, well, we can, we can go through a few of them. It's like okay. top, top three. <laughs> okay. Cause I would say one is definitely lack of intention. You maybe will like, uh, you know, post a few things. Sometimes they're great. Sometimes it's inspired by, you know, some other posts that you saw elsewhere or some content that you've heard or someone suggested, but there's lack of intent with what am I really trying to, to what emotion or what response am I trying to elicit by sharing this on social media? Here's an example of that is even with uh, testimonials, right? We get a lot of testimonials. It's great to have these reviews. Um, but instead, when a lot of times, I know for myself, when I see a review posted, I'm like, okay, good, good. That's awesome. Good for them. A lot of people aren't reading that, nor are they thinking, oh, this is this really relates to me. It's more so kind of like a, a pat on your own back of great, you've accomplished that. So I typically will challenge agents to take that one step further rather than just a review, go with more of a case study kind of format where you talk about the problem that this person faced, you talk about some of the challenges that you guys now had to overcome through the process and how you as the solution provider, as their agent, as their guide through this journey solves that problem for them. And as a result, this is how they felt. So 
now you've got the review tacked on, but it's much more applicable to somebody's individual situation because they can read that and say, oh, hey, that situation sounds just like me. Oh, that family needed to relocate for work and they had a short time frame. That's the same situation that I'm in or that my friend Billy's in. So it can, uh, you know, potentially pull in a lot more referrals, but also get people to engage with it a bit deeper. So I would say the number one thing is definitely intention behind their actions on social media. Intention behind their actions. Okay. Well, uh, what, what's, what's another couple things or, or, or so? Yeah, I would say another one is probably uh, the time, like scheduling it into your schedule. I'm, I just live by a calendar. I love to have things planned out, have things blocked out, time blocks and, um, Social media can be either one of the things that falls very low on the priority list when you get busy and when life happens. So sometimes it gets pushed off of that priority pedestal or uh, on the flip side, it can be the thing that sucks you in and you just like cannot get off of it. Next thing you know, you've been watching like dog videos on TikTok for three hours when you should have been uh, responding to emails or prepping for the next day. So having uh, very clear timeframes on when you're going to set aside time to like I gave the example of planning out your content, planning out the months, scheduling your posts, uh, even if you're outsourcing the service itself, like still setting aside time to think about, okay, what kind of stuff do we want to have shared? Let's set up a quick meeting with the person who's helping us. Let's review what has and hasn't worked. Let's look at some of the reports, things like that. So timing is definitely a big one. I see tons of people that'll come hot off of the press and they're excited for social media. They start posting stuff. And then it dies down, you know, a week or a month later because of lack of scheduling. What uh, what what kind of presence do you have on TikTok? I'm just curious because you you mentioned it there. Um, you know, getting getting down that rabbit hole of watching the dog videos on TikTok, which easy to do. But what uh, what kind of presence or content are you putting out there? I've I've seen more you know real estate agents using it certainly in the last year than before. Yeah, I've seen a lot of agents really take advantage of TikTok. I'll be honest, I haven't, I have not tapped into TikTok uh, from a business perspective. I am that person who watches little dog videos and stuff on there and every now and then, you know, uh, post a little funny clip or something like that. Uh, but I have not put much intention behind using it for, for business yet. However, Reels on Instagram uh, is definitely one that I have started experimenting with and had a massive change in my reach just by adding in some reels. So I actually uh, worked with, I'm sure you're familiar with Eric Simon, the broke agent. Him and I yes. just collaborated on a new ebook all about Instagram reels. Uh, and so we're, we've even talked about doing, you know, some training and stuff around that because the opportunity that we all have with reels right now is massive. It's similar to TikTok. It's just, uh, they're kind of trying to mimic bits and pieces of their, of that algorithm. So with TikTok, it's kind of nice because you can post something and even in the moment, right after you've posted it, it doesn't have much traction. Maybe you get, you know, 70 views, hundred and something views, whatever. But then weeks later, it can actually like recircle into the algorithm. And all of a sudden this video goes super viral. And now you've got massive reach from something that otherwise people would have deemed that content kind of, you know, stale and dead. So with Instagram, you know, if you post a photo or something on your feed and it does not get much reach, there's no opportunity for that to really get 
reignited or replaced in the algorithm. It's no opportunity for that to be seen again, uh, but with reels there is. So it's kind of a new interesting way that we can potentially grow our followings more, get more engagement and create more opportunity for you know lead capture. And I, th I think Instagram recently even came out and said that they're gonna be, they're gonna be coming basically a video platform and that it might, it might <clears throat> evolve to, to further mimic TikTok where you, you see the reels and vertical videos like prioritized over everything else. Yeah, I think I, I saw an interview actually about that. They said that as well as uh, e-commerce really pushing a lot of the product sales, e-commerce kind of stuff as well. So I'm curious to see how that continues to change. I mean, everybody's got their opinions of, of Instagram and what works and what doesn't work, but I've been very happy to, to see all the changes that they continue to roll out. I think it's for, for the best. So I'm excited to see how that continues to change. And they're, they're really doing us a favor as creators by creating these uh, additional ways for us to grow. Because back in the day, I mean, Instagram used to be one of those things you could grow really quickly if you knew how to use your hashtags. The hashtags were huge for growth. And then there was that time where following and unfollowing was like this massive way to gain traction. And there've been all these different things. It was a chase to get on the explore page, but if you could, that would boost your account like crazy. So um, they're kind of constantly creating new channels and new ways for us to leverage the potential virality on the platform. You just have to pay attention to it and take advantage of as many of those features. What, what other platforms have you been using or, or you think realtors should should consider i know we've we've kind of talked about instagram facebook TikTok, um you know any any other social media apps or, or platforms that you think realtors should be learning and using yeah i mean believe it or not i'm i always am a huge advocate for linkedin linkedin is so underutilized in my opinion by real estate agents uh and it's a really powerful place to be, particularly because when you're when you're talking with someone, let's say that as a buyer, a lot of times some of those initial discovery-based conversations is finding out, you know, their job, income level, credit score, all these kind of things. And in a way, LinkedIn kind of gives us a really awesome way to filter some of that information. I mean, you can essentially put yourself in front of people who are you know, C-level executives. And now you can start being the person who's networking with them and sharing content with them. You could find, if you wanted to really cater to, you know, doctors, you can find people specifically in certain areas who do this profession. So uh, it, it helps to get in front of people in that kind of way. And also the intention of somebody on LinkedIn is more so for like a business networking experience. So if you can find a way to create those communications and uh, provide value and, and really have ways to connect and engage with people in that sense, then you can build awesome relationships. Uh, I used to use LinkedIn a ton for finding HR directors at different like large mid-sized companies, reaching out to them and then creating like a uh, relocation package or a first time housing package within their company. So then now they're promoting it. They love it because it looks like another perk that they get to add for their employees, but really we're doing all the work. And then obviously it's a huge benefit to us because that's endorsed by the company. So uh, LinkedIn is a huge, powerful, powerful tool for, for real estate agents. 
What uh, and, and any others? I mean, I I think they all kind of serve their different purpose, different crowd, you know, crowds, different ways of uh, communicating. Um, I think I think earlier in the year you were on Clubhouse a lot. Are you still kind of on, on that? Or I, I know that that seems to maybe have died off um, or, or flattened at, at least. So. Uh, yeah, that... that was that was going to be the other one I mentioned. <laughs> Clubhouse is is awesome. I took like massive advantage of that when it first came out. Um, I do think it lost a lot of its steam. I still spend some time on there. Uh, but like with anything that gets a huge buzz, there's a unique window of time where that platform and its creators kind of have the opportunity to uh, you know, make changes or not make changes. And that's what keeps the retention high or doesn't. So I, I think there were some things that caused, you know, usership on that to drop a little bit. But the benefits of Clubhouse is, first of all, the amount of like free value that was shared on that platform and that still is, is insane. Some of the people uh, that you can sit in a room with and hear information, hear coaching, hear value from are people that otherwise would charge, you know, $5,000 for you to come sit into that room and hear that kind of information. So if you were, were paying attention and pay attention to who's in those rooms and those kind of conversations or ask the right questions, uh, that can be a ton of free information. So that's a big one. And the other piece of Clubhouse is the connections that you're able to make. Uh, I know myself, I made a ton of strategic alliances through my time on Clubhouse, whether I was in rooms or I was just following people there. And then they would kind of, I would catch their eye by something else that I had in my bio or something I said in a room. And then as a result, we took that relationship offline and were able to nurture something from it. So there's so much opportunity for networking uh, through Clubhouse. It can be a really awesome tool. Awesome. Well, you've, you've certainly shared a ton of information, ton of strategies today. Uh, if there's like agents listening to this that are like, all right, I get it. This is important. I need to do more, but they're just extremely swamped because they're busy, you know, buying and selling houses for people. Uh, what, what kind of ways can they get help from people like you to, to still take advantage of this, but not get overwhelmed or lose all their time? <laughs> Yeah, well, we have a tool that's really helpful for people. It's called Lead Flow Agent, uh, and it's our done-for-you social media service. So we are a full-service agency. We're capable of doing literally pretty much anything in under the sun that has to do with uh, technology and digital services. But Lead Flow really focuses on that key pain point of social media. Everyone is understanding and starting to really pick up on the value and the importance of it. But like we've talked about a few times here, it can be very time consuming and it can be a job of its own to not only come up with the content, be strategic with it, but then also deploy that, stay consistent with it. So Leadflow Agent has like three different tiers uh, that cater to most all agents, brokers and investors that uh, we create, we curate, we write, we approve all the content and actually publish and engage on your behalf to drive growth, uh, you know, leads, content, engagement, all of that kind of stuff. So using a service like that can, can greatly increase your consistency and make a world of difference as far as your digital footprint. All right. Well, um, this has been amazing. Before I wrap up, I always like to do a, a hyper fast round if you're ready for some rapid yeah. fire questions and answers here. Let's do it. All right. What's your biggest piece of advice to a new real estate agent today? 
Um, my biggest piece of advice is get very clear on what your goals and your vision for your uh, business look like, and then reverse engineer that create stepping stone goals and start knocking those off one by one. I love to break down those goals into like individual little steps into the point where it's, it's all about the compound effect, but massive clarity will help you take directed action. What's the biggest mistake you see established successful real estate agents making? Uh, lack of systems and structure that keeps them from being duplicatable. All right. What's something that you do in your business today that you weren't doing a year ago? Definitely delegating and relinquishing control of everything. I mean, freedom comes from building a team and, and allowing their skills to shine. All right. What's the biggest challenge you've had in business and how did you overcome it? Uh, biggest challenge I would say is relating right back to that last question is I felt like I was the only one who could do certain pieces and I had a hard time believing and accepting the fact that, um, you know, there's multiple ways to accomplish one or to solve one problem. There's multiple different outcomes to every situation and uh, my way is not always the right way. So overcoming that belief and really trusting and building a strong foundation of people around me that support the vision it created massive freedom and unlimited growth. All right, last one. Where do you see yourself 10 years from now? Oof, 10 years from now, I would love to be still traveling the world and up on stages talking about marketing and helping people, you know, establish and, and build their business. My favorite thing to do, it's so so fulfilling to, to coach, but also to really uh, help people shine, to be that person kind of behind the scenes, making you look good and step into that light is a very fulfilling thing. And I hope to do that for the, for the rest of my life. All right. Thank you so much for being on the show and, and giving all of this value to our listeners. If people want to learn more or just connect with you, how should they do that? Yeah, it's been a blast. The best place to connect with me is actually on Instagram, believe it or not. That's the place I'm most active and most engaged. You can kind of take a peek behind the scenes at what goes on day to day in my life and my agency. Uh, and that's Tessa Bella, so T-E-S-S-A-A-B-E-L-L-A-A -A 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 on Instagram. Uh, you can even shoot me a DM if you come over from this podcast and I'll send you a free access to my little Legion mini course on social media. All right, well... Make sure if you're listening, you follow Tessa Bella on Instagram, DM her, get that free e-course, start generating more leads. Thank you so much, Tessa Bella, and to all our listeners out there. Thank you. Please share this episode with someone else that you think could get value out of it as well. And we'll see you next time. Awesome. Thanks so much. Bye. Thank, thank you. Thank you for tuning in to this episode of the Hyper Fat Show. Subscribe to us if you want to make sure you get the latest and greatest Hyper Fat Shows. And remember, we love reviews. Reviews help us bring better and better guests and improve our shows. So give us the good, the bad, and the ugly. We hope you enjoyed the show, and we will see you next time.